Straw Hut Media. Would you consider leaving your job, moving across the country, and buying a ranch with no farming experience? It sounds like the making of a Hallmark original movie, but that's precisely what husbands John Canal and Brian Dow did. These two fathers traded their lives in Los Angeles for idyllic country living in Connecticut, running their own farm. After living most of their lives in busy cities, they started a whole new life where they grew their own food, raised livestock, and even kept a colony of bees. They started a YouTube channel where they shared pieces of their lives, which has budded into a hugely successful business and an upcoming cookbook. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Brian. And this is Pride. We recently chatted with former science teacher turned internet chef sensation John Canal and his husband turned chief tasting officer Brian Dow. We talked about all things food, family, and farm life. Their story starts out west in a little town called Los Angeles. So we, you know, we're both LA natives, <laughs> lived there all our lives, grew up there, and we had had our sons, Lachlan and George, and I was working a ton at the time. So I'd really only see them early in the morning or uh, late at night if I got home from the office early enough. And we just, you know, we're sort of looking at our lives. It was really stressful. And for me in particular, I wasn't seeing the kids as much as I wanted to. Yeah. And so we had been coming out here for vacation. We had a friend that moved to the area years ago who introduced us uh, to Lichfield County. And we just said, screw it. Maybe that someday should be now. And I quit my job. We sold our house. <laughs> it's a big move. <laughs> big move. Kind of threw our lives out the window as we knew it. You know, just made a huge change and came out of here. Like many parents today, John and Brian's work-life balance was slightly off. Okay, it was really off. There was a lot more work and a lot less life. So they decided it was time for a change. And it happened just before COVID happened. Yeah. So, so it was uh, it was really nice timing. I'm glad that we did it. Yeah. And we're a, a little bit settled before we had to fully like quarantine ourselves yeah. on the farm. But this wasn't a quick move out to a ranch in Malibu. John and Brian packed up and relocated cross country, settling down on a farm in Connecticut. A significant change from the landscape and lifestyle they've known in California. I mean, it was, we fell in love with the area we're in and the land. Like, it's a very agricultural community. There's a lot of farms and people are just really friendly. It's beautiful. Uh, and we have like a wonderful view. But the house was like, oh, it was like, like a house. <laughs> it was like, it was really, it was a little bit dated. It needed like our touch to make it a home. And um, it also needed a nice kitchen for me to work in. <laughs> so. Yeah since I'm like in the kitchen all day long. Um, so that was our first, our first tack was, was yeah. to build a kitchen. It's really his office. So, you know, in our, in our old house, I would come home and there would just be, it's kind of like having a full Thanksgiving dinner cooked in your house yes. every single day. <laughs> Packing your life into boxes and moving them nearly 2,900 miles is hard enough, but imagine doing it with twin two-year-olds. Seeing their boys thrive on the farm for Brian and John makes the relocation well worth it. 
Yeah, it's interesting. You know, they yeah. actually, what were they, two and a half? They were, I guess? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, when we moved out here. No, they had just turned two. They had just turned two. Mm. So they don't even remember L.A., not really. Yeah. Um, so this is, is really kind of all they know. And it's such a wonderful place to grow up as you know, in person. It's one of the, you know, conceptually we understood, like, oh, it'd be cool to have them grow up on a farm. Yeah. But then actually being here now for almost three years, um, it's been fun to watch them and they really understand food in a different way than we, we just thought food from summer grocery store <laughs> growing up. That's, you know, what your concept is. You live in a city, but the boys, you know, we planted these apple trees and they got to see them blossom in the spring and then grow fruit in the summer that, you know, we all went out and picked and they got to bake an apple pie with Papa. So they just have a completely different understanding than we did of food and the whole process, which is really lovely. So they're all finding their own way on the farm, but we still have to address that work-life balance I mentioned earlier. Since launching his wildly successful YouTube channel, Preppy Kitchen, in 2016, John has been the solo star until recently, when Brian and the twins started to make more regular appearances. But was it a conscious decision to make it a family affair? I feel like it was a pretty organic decision. A lot of it was like the kids were just too young to be in the kitchen with me. Like they love visiting and making appearances, but you know, the counters that was up here for them. And now with a stool, it's like here. So it's perfect. They can like help. Yeah, it's cute. People in the comments will say, give them a stool. And it's like, well, they, they are. They're on a stool. <laughs> They're kids. If it was one of Brian's favorite recipes, like, or, you know, like there was one time he forgot to buy parsley for one of the recipes. So it's like, just mentioning, like, or you should eat all the Oreos. That we're supposed to go into a pie. <laughs> but it's never like, oh, I want to mention Brian at this point for any other reason. It's just because yeah. we're a family and he's part of it and so are the kids. And I, I just, it was always a thing, like, where's your husband? Why is he ever on camera? I just, with my old job, I thought it would be a little weird, hmm. really. And also, I was like, why? I don't know how to cook. He's like, he doesn't know how to boil an egg. But, you know, people do become curious. I think also as the boys grew up, they were curious to see more of our family. And we didn't really, we don't have like hard and fast rules. Like, we will show this, we won't show that. It's just, you know, as the boys have gotten older, they understand that he's making videos. And, you know, kids like to do what their parents do. So they want to get involved and. They spend tons of time with him in the kitchen anyway, so for them it's fun. Yeah. Brian, was was this shift hard for you? Because I mean you you had a huge career as an agent. You had huge stars on your roster of clients that you managed. Was this a big shift for you? Um yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of funny. We just got some um uh, new cattle yesterday so I was helping them offload into one of the big barns and um, someone said something and anyway I took a selfie of me and the cows and I sent it to some of my friends all of whom like still live in LA and work in the business and they're just like what are you doing <laughs> they're, they're all fascinated with it they all love it I'm like I'm like the one who escaped you know <laughs> like gets to live this fun life like out here so I think they all, you know, it's all very ethereal to yeah. them, but um, everybody loves it. You know, they're like, I can't believe it. That looks so fun. I want to go do that. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice change of pace. Now, it really is all hands on deck for John and Brian. Preppy Kitchen has become much more than a YouTube channel posting weekly recipes. 
this family business has the makings of a household lifestyle brand. I think it just sort of step evolved. Step like, evolved. Yeah, we did because we moved out here and we ended up um, buying the empty land next door mm -hmm. and then we bought the farm across the street. And when we did that, we kind of inadvertently repieced together this farm from colonial times, so from like a little over 200 years ago. Um, so it's been really cool that it's been continuously different forms of agricultural use this whole time. So like we're really into that and want to keep that going. Yeah, we wanted to preserve the character of the land yeah. and not let it just get um, developed, developed and divided. Houses. Because with COVID, a lot of building was happening out yeah. here. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, it's nice to be able to preserve the land. Um, and so we're just, there's so much that goes on here that we don't show. We actually talked gosh. about like, should we start a channel that's just devoted to the farm because there's constantly stuff going oh on. Stuff like their farm animals. Yeah, like the mini ponies that somehow like unlock yeah, their gate. Yeah, they'll just be sitting. We'll be like sitting here now and you see this, what looks like a My Little Pony because you have mini ponies. So you gotta like dart by a window. <laughs> you know, like the minis are out, you know. And just, like, jump in the Kubota and like try and wrangle them in. Yeah, and unfortunately one of them is blind, so it's not yeah. uh, the easiest thing in the world. Um, but so it's just, I don't know, it's been something that's sort of built on itself. Like we said, the kids got older, so now they participate mm -hmm. more. Um, you know, we're just showing what goes what goes on, and, and a lot of what happens on the property makes sense for a food channel, because um, the big kitchen garden is just right outside the kitchen. So, you know, walks out of the kitchen, cuts herbs, cuts whatever it is, brings back in and cooks it. We show that. Or if we, you know, we planted five acres of various types of pumpkin, pumpkins yeah. last year. So. When we come back, John's upcoming career milestone, beekeeping, and miniature ponies. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Pride. This week, we're with John Canal and Brian Dow, husbands who have created a full-time family business from a cooking channel on YouTube called Preppy Kitchen. The two recently relocated from LA to a farm in Connecticut with their two sons, Lachlan and George, assembled a small petting zoo, including miniature ponies and goats. But do they have plans to add more animals to the farm? No, there's not. We talked about getting uh, not llamas. Uh, well, chickens, obviously, but not, what do they call Alpacas, Alpacas yeah. Blanking. That would be cute. Um, I don't think we're going to get any more animals. Um, Unless we can find those really cute sheep. Oh, yeah, I am obsessed with, what are they called? I can't remember. Like Valois sheep or something? Yeah, Valois black nose yeah. sheep. They're like little cartoon sheep with the yeah. black face and like yeah. puff of white fur. I desperately want reindeer. That's like what I really want. Like my perfect life would be living somewhere that was like snowy, but not too cold. Had this like yeah. North Pole vibe. And then I'd have like reindeer, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't mind planting if we talked. We talked um, last year, but we just didn't. Every year you have these plans. What we had to get used to mm -hmm. coming out here from the West Coast is here. There's a planting season, a building season, and then you're like living in a desolate tundra and you can't do anything. Right. Or in LA, it's 72 and sunny all the time. You're like, oh, yeah. Whatever, whenever. That kind of schedule. Yeah. So every year we have all these plans and we get to what we get to. So this year, hopefully, we'll plant our Christmas trees because uh, <laughs> that'll be really fun for the boys to like go out and cut down. That would be uh, so cute. 
Yeah, it's so cute. So it's nice to have the greenery for holiday time. And other, I mean, we have like 60 acres in the hay, which is pretty and it's just kind of there. We let some of it go to seed mm-hmm. because the bees love that. That so was so, really good for that worked out so well because yeah. our beehives, when they, they established themselves really, really quickly. Yeah. And I have to tell you, like, I'm not the biggest fan of honey. It's like, mm, honey. But our honey from Arby's is yeah. delicious. It's so it's light. Still honey, a lot of honey is not. It's like yeah, it's adulterated, yeah. but it's also blended. Yeah. So it's like if you always look at if you look at honey at a store, it's always the same color. Right. And it's because they take everything from black honey, which is like pure like tar, all the way to like white honey, which is like water, and it's always blended to have a similar flavor profile and color for yeah. consistency's sake. But uh based on like our local wildflowers and everything else. So you got like a nice, delicate, light honey that's delicious. As I always say, save the bees. And for John and Brian, some of these simpler things really seem to be a particularly joyful part of farm life, which I think is a good reminder to appreciate the little things in life. Well, the other nice thing about being here was we saw so many different types of bees. Like when we we had one outing where we just watched our pear tree for a long time because it was swarmed with bees. It was the height of its flowering. And uh, there was everything from sweat bees, which I had to look up, like little tiny incy bincy bees, to bumblebees and honeybees and everything else. And they were all just working together. And uh, it was just fascinating to watch. It was kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, it's fun to see the whole cycle of nature. My favorite thing to do um, last summer and fall was to watch this little colony of bumblebees that have established themselves right out of right outside of our front door underneath a, a bush. I would just sit on the stairs and like watch them fly in and fly out and do their little and dances. This whole network of tunnels. Yeah. It's really interesting. Right. And they're like those big furry ones. They mm-hmm. don't sing, but apparently they buy Mega bumblebees. Yeah. So as we said, it's very different from our life and certainly what I was doing in LA. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to wonder, did their move to the countryside check all their boxes? Or did they trade the hustle and bustle of metro life for an equally wild life on the farm? I think the nice thing about doing something you love, like we get to do, is that you love doing it. So, you know, if I had some free time in the evening, I'm most likely like answering comments or planning more videos or recipes and editing photos. But, yeah. you know, we definitely take time to be with the kids and be present. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, to his point, I mean, it's this is, this is what we wanted to come out here and do. And I think that we never really understood how much we would love it mm-hmm. and what it would turn into. And so, you know, it's kind of a hobby for us. It's like, you know, what we love to do is develop this place and plan out what we can grow and sharing that with the boys. And so really the content is just a reflection of all of that. Yeah. So work life, I don't even think we think about it that way because work for yeah. me was very much a destination before mm-hmm. I'd be in meetings, I'd be in an office, you'd be calls. teaching it at school, yeah. you know, I used to be a teacher. Um, so it just, it, it just seems different now. And also when you're working for yourself, you know, you hear a lot of people say it's just, yeah. there's a different X factor to it. While John may be the face of Preppy Kitchen, he has also had to do every other role while building his business, including video editor, social media manager, recipe developer. But as the brand grows, he has gotten extra help, right? I mean, we have um, YouTube help (laughs) because that's too much. 
editing long form videos is a lot of work. I have, I've done it in the past and I used to do it, but now it's more, I'll, I'll do the short form videos. I'll do all of the photography and, you know, the iPhone work. And I think when you're a creative person like John, <clears throat> I know John really loves, you know, recipe development and all of that side of it. And, you know, he's uploading, it used to be one YouTube video a week. Now it's three, but that's, that's many, many hours of editing. And so, you know, he absolutely knows how to do it, but that's something that you can easily hand off mm -hmm. to, you know, someone that's really an expert yeah. in that. So, you know, we, I think we also, with the business, it grows, obviously, and uh -huh. we were really conscious of it not taking family time away. So a lot of people have asked us, well, how do you decide when you bring someone on? And for us, when it starts encroaching on anything with Lachlan and George, it's like, okay, it's time to help, you know, maybe um, bring on a freelancer or someone to help out with that. Because again, the whole point of us coming out here was really to be able to like have that quality yeah. time. So that's sort of our loose way of deciding, okay, hey, it's time to, you know, get somebody to help us out with this. Have you noticed, and, and me, I, I've noticed, have you noticed that this is kind of a gay dad thing, like a gay dad with kids thing? I know so many couples either on Instagram or social media who like Dustin and Burton who live in, I think, South Carolina who have their kids and they have a farm yeah. situation going on. This is like becoming yeah. a thing. Maybe it's just because they know like the gays are going to be really good at this whole like farm yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think in general, a lot of people are kind of, there's like a fight from cities so maybe it's just an across-the-board thing. As the success of Preppy Kitchen soars, John finally finished a personal passion project he'd been hinting at for years, a cookbook titled Preppy Kitchen, Recipes for Seasonal Dishes and Simple Pleasures. I'm so excited for this book because it's been a long time coming and also like a dream of mine. I, I grew up, like my mom is from Mexico and she had cookbooks galore just with all these different recipes from around the world because she loved learning. And these were for my grandmother and everywhere else and filled with yellowed articles that they had clipped out and like writing in the margins and splatters from cooking and baking. And they were like such treasured family objects. And to now have my own physical book out or coming out is really exciting. Um, this book is organized by seasons. So uh, for each season, you're going to have like, the freshest ingredients for that time of year and also recipes that fit the mood because you know like in the winter time we are getting cozy and nesting and you want indulgent comfort food it's also the holidays i want that all the time i know it's true <laughs> well you can always flip to that chapter and it'll be there for you <laughs> but then like in the spring and summer you have an abundance of produce and fresh herbs so like i'm making like mussels and white wine with like fresh herbs and having that with a crusty bread um, that's like one of my go-to dream recipes that I'm very excited is in the book. Uh, and I also pulled out like a lot of family favorites that were just really personal to me. So things like, um, avgolemino, which is a Greek lemon soup, which is basically like magical medicine. If you ever feel sick or even like a little bit cold, you just have it. And it's a delicious, like rich, velvety, lemony, uh, chicken soup. And uh, my other favorite, which is kind of kind of obscure, is a Swedish apple cake. That's one of my mom's recipes. That's poached apples, that, like they're poached in like a spice wine mixture, 
and then they're nestled in this meringue filled with uh, almonds and baked and it's like light and very subtle and delicious. It was also nice to have the book show more of the farm and our life together because Brian and the kids are really in it and I you know like in a blog post it's almost a it is a meme where people like they're like I don't want to I don't know want to know about your history I don't want to know about your connection to the recipes give me the recipe. <laughs> and you want to like give people the recipes so that they can like make the food and not read through nonsense. Your emotional connection does that it seems like it's very deeply rooted. I mean, you just referenced your mom. It seems like cooking and recipes and even the book, that's kind of the emotion that is behind it. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, food is about love and coming together and sharing like these really primal, amazing things that hold us together. And it's a common language we all speak. And for me, I have such a personal connection with food because, like I said earlier, my mom is from Mexico and she came from a really small village and, you know, she made everything from scratch. And she also is someone who loves learning and loves food. So when she came here, she like just dove into all sorts of different kinds of cuisine and she shared that with the family. She had these multi-course meals every day. There was always like a dessert hanging out someplace. And uh, I grew up helping her in the kitchen and learning from her. And more than a skill, what I really learned was just a love of trying new things and just experimenting with flavors. John's first cookbook, Preppy Kitchen, Recipes for Seasonal Dishes and Simple Pleasures, is available for pre-order now from Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. For inspiration in the kitchen today, visit PreppyKitchen.com and be sure to subscribe to Preppy Kitchen on YouTube and follow it on social media at Preppy Kitchen. You can follow John on Instagram at John Canal and Brian at Brian Dow. And if there was one thing that you hope, because it's a cookbook, right? It's about cooking and yeah. you know making things together. But if there was one thing that you hope people either get from your book or that your book gives them, what would that thing be? A delicious time together. That's what it is. It's like, it's making a meal and sharing it. It's like an act of love. So, you know, you're showing someone you care for them by spending your time, which is so valuable, making something for everybody that you can share together. And then, you know, we love just sitting around the table and talking and have the kids ask us questions about various countries because that's like their main interest right now is geography. geography. Yeah. <laughs> Like, have you been to North Macedonia? Have you been to this, like, Vegas, which are all different <laughs> Really yeah. obscure places. Like, Tibet, have you been there? Yes, all, yeah. always. Really giving us a run for our money with geography. I know. So, but that's over, over a delicious meal. So it's like our time together just to... Yeah, it's a game we play. Yeah. Well, and kids just assume you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, why haven't you been to Russia? Why, why yeah. have you not been to Angola? <laughs> <laughs> haven't made it there yet not yet um but i love the the book shows our whole family and um i love that you know it might inspire people to make change in their own life if they're in in a situation or in a career or what their life just isn't what they want it to be that you know can understand that you can make a bold change and it can work out mm -hmm.
Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. And tune in weekly for more episodes. Be sure to share this episode with your friends and subscribe for more stories from amazing queer people. If you'd like to connect with me, you can follow me everywhere at Levi Chambers. This episode of Pride was produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, Ryan Tillotson, and Brandon Marlowe. Edited by Silvana Alcala and Daniel Ferreira. Sound mixing by Silvana Alcala. But the baby goats are the cutest things. Oh my they're god. So cute. Especially Nigerian tourists. I mean, yeah. they're they're amazing. I've seen whole like TikTok channels just devoted to like Nigerian dwarf goat babies. Because they're cute. <laughs>